Hey, Jack. I'm gay. Oh my god, that is so funny. I'm also gay. I was going to tell you. Wait, really? Yeah. And you're listening to Dating Straight. Hey, Amy. Hey, Jack. Hey, Eliza. Hi, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on Dating Straight. Thank you for having me. I mean, do we? I, we. I feel like we have to tell people what it's gone, what we've gone through to do this episode. <laughs> we started trying before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then during the pandemic, and, and now it's Mercury now retrograde. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's we we really are have been trying. <laughs> Okay, so for those of you who don't know Elisa, she is the only astrologist. <laughs> you <laughs> have true. books, a podcast, uh, you write and do videos for Cosmo. You've been on my channel a couple times. I think that you are amazing. I think you are amazing. Oh, thank you. So. <laughs> and the gays love astrology, so this will be perfect. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I, it, it's also, okay, well, everything happens for a reason, and it also is June. So it is finally Pride Month, even though it is Mercury oh. retrograde. True. So I do True. feel like there is maybe, I don't know, this, it had to be on this day, in this yeah. time, That's in this true. place. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I need you now more than ever. Like, <laughs> well, I, I am finally like here. <laughs> Jack okay. said that both other times you were meant to be on as well, by the way. Well, <laughs> He's like, I need her. Well... Now more than ever is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More sorry, than sorry. ever. It's compounding. Um, You're right. You're right. <laughs> so just before we begin, make sure to rate on the podcast app five stars, leave a review, and let us know what sign you are. Um, Ooh. And subscribe on YouTube and also on any podcast app you listen to. We need your support now more than ever because, um, well, yeah. we have like... Enough said. <laughs> Oh my god, tea. Oh, check out our Patreon yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, please do. We're uploading like an extra episode every month, as well as a newsletter and a live stream, which live stream is the freaking best, mm -hmm. by the way. Okay, so uh, before we like jump into the real episode, we want to address that, you know, COVID is still happening. Black Lives Matter movement is bigger than ever, which is amazing. Um, so... Before we jumped in, I just want to say, like, one thing we've each learned, as well as we're going to highlight an organization. Um, so I attended another White People for Black Lives Zoom, and I learned more about defunding the police and closing jails and, like, what that's going to look like. I also learned that the uh, when the LAPD gets sued for police misconduct, uh, which happens regularly... The settlements aren't paid out of the LAPD budget, but they're paid out of the city's general fund, which eats even more into uh, like the money for other services, which sucks. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, also, I'm from Australia, so I didn't know that there were police in schools and they get paid more than teachers, by the way, the police in, in the schools. What are the I what like police like as security guards in schools? I guess. I honestly don't know. Jack, were there police in your school? No, no. there weren't. I, I went to a private school, though, so... Um, okay. I, I went know. to public school in New York City. So, I mean, we had... I mean, I guess they wore, they did wear uniforms, but... Yeah. So, they I guess they could have been police, but 
Yeah, I guess maybe they were police. I guess they were wearing police <laughs> uniforms and they were in the school. But they were like the, you know, they like locked the doors when you came at like 9.15 instead of 9.10. You know, like that was yeah. in my, the it, they, and they had like, you know, they were sort of like characters in their own way. They weren't, but I guess they were just police the whole time. I didn't know. Shit. Yeah, Crazy. and like, do you need a gun for that job? You know, it's like to lock the school door at 9.15. So uh, the Black Lives Matter movement is trying to get policing out of schools. Yes. Because that kind of doesn't really make sense. That seems like a reasonable thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I guess in like some good news, because, you know, sometimes we just need to celebrate some cool wins. Um, there are two people... Um, black gay men running for Congress, Richie Torres and Mondaire Jones um, in New York, and they both won their primaries for um, their Congress um, seats. So if they win the general elections, either of them, if one of them wins, that um, they would be the first um, black openly gay um, representative in Congress, which would be super cool and great if both do. Like, how cool would that be? Yeah. So be I just so wanted cool. to bring up that, like, super cool fact. Hopefully that happens. That is very cool. Nice. And Jack, then, do you want to tell us about the organization that we're highlighting today? Yeah. Well, we just wanted to highlight, I'm sure you've heard of it, Black Lives Matter. Um, we have been highlighting some smaller organizations in our past episodes, but we thought, like, you know, Black Lives Matter is definitely leading the charge um, for this movement and they're international as well as in America because you know this is far greater than just an issue in like certain states obviously so um, they're using this money for resources hiring people um, you know spreading awareness I mean it's a good use of your money if you can so um, make sure to donate if you can and and that's black lives matter matters.com no black lives matter oh my god yes. sorry so now that we're kind of speaking about like the current state of affairs in america um in several different categories um aliza we want to ask you about like in terms of astrology like what does this mean for people um or, you know, what will th- what will come of this? I don't know if you have all the answers, of course, but do you see anything happening right now? Well, you know, it's like kind of crazy because um, even just maybe six weeks ago, I recorded a podcast, um, uh, Atlanta's podcast, uh, I'm Over It is what it's called. And this was before... Uh, George Floyd was murdered and it was before the current Black Lives Matter protests. Um, And in that recording, it's like I'm talking obviously about what I predicted for 2020 and, uh, you know, before 2020 and how those were coming into fruition. And Atlanta was asking, you know, like, well, you know, what are some of the main themes? And I was like, well, sort of like, you know, who holds the power is the main theme. And, like, destructuring um, the systems is the main theme. And, yes, like, the pandemic is a means to get there. But 
it's not just about the pandemic. It's about something, it's, pa it's bigger than the pandemic somehow, you know, even though a pandemic mm -hmm. is like literally the biggest thing that could ever happen. It's like kind of the magnitude of it is really a mind fuck. Um, but mm -hmm. it's something that is very global that is affecting everybody on every corner of the earth. Um, but yet each, you know, country, each city, each place is going to have their own experience with it. So to speak about what the impacts of the pandemic will be on, you know, Australia or in, um, in you know, a smaller village in Russia are going to be different than talking about it in the United States. And then it's going to be different talking about it in like even a city like New York versus a city that's in like rural Missouri. So mm -hmm. every place we know that like the narrative of a pandemic, for instance, is going to be bringing up, bringing a lot to light. But fundamentally, the issues that it's going to be accessing are even deeper than just about, um, you know, co the structure of COVID-19 and like how many people have it and who has it. It's like really who has the power to be making decisions and to be um, helping or not helping people based mm -hmm. on that. And then I think that, you know, the the treatment of black people in the United States is like another public health crisis, right? So there mm -hmm. are, and that was ongoing. That is not just like COVID-19, which started in 19. It, that is something that has obviously hundreds of years. It's been a, a big problem for a really, really long time. So these things aren't just, um, I think the reason that these things are sort of coming up in 2020 at the same time is more proof of the fact that what's be beneath them is even, is something deeper. It's something about sort of, you know, the, the way, the, it's the bedrock, so to speak, of like our entire, the way that we see the world, the way that we allocate government, the way that we uh, put people in power and then what people do when they're in power and then the stratification of power. So just some casual stuff, you know, <laughs> the huge. <laughs> yeah, just some um, light, no. light stuff. I mean, yeah. it's a mind fuck. It truly is like everything happening at once. Um, and it, yeah, I think like you're sort of hinting at like it's not random um, that these are happening at the same time. I think you're right that it probably um was like boiling over it's at the boiling point in like many different aspects of our culture right now well let's also be honest like pandemics are avoidable you know like mm -hmm. um viruses are not obviously there's going to be viruses that jump from animals to humans and that is a thing that happens but pandemics are the result of um not being able to contain something properly Poor leadership. And, yeah, right. Yeah. And who's doing that? It's the people in power. So, you know, as much as we would like, obviously, you know, we could think of this as a, you know, this is a virus and, you know, we we sort of have a laissez-faire approach to when it comes to sickness. It's like we almost feel as if like, oh, well, you couldn't avoid it. But in this case, no, like there was actually a lot of ways that it could have been avoided and it didn't need to spread throughout the whole world and do what it's doing in the United States currently. And mm -hmm. that 
um, the way that that's being, you know, the way that we are reacting or the way that the people in power are managing this crisis is also very much embedded into the way that they are managing other public health crises, um, which is ignoring them. So I think that people are, are, you know, trying to, they're like a lot is being folded into the frustrations of this moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You were talking about your 2020 predictions that you made in like 2019. What, what were they? Like, what did you think was going to happen for 2020? I mean, I, I couldn't say, obviously, you know, pandemic was not, um, if I was going around saying pandemic, I think that, I mean, obviously right now I would probably have a talk show, so maybe I should (laughs) have just said it, but yeah, (laughs) but it was, I, at the time, like, I'm not fucking Sylvia Brown, you know, like I'm not trying, I'm also not trying to like say doomsday shit and like get people like speak in apocalyptic language and pre 2020 if you were to say there's a pandemic coming people would be like that bitch is like fear-mongering and trying to get people all riled up like there was it was not a real thing (laughs) like it is now um Mm -hmm. and also I wasn't thinking about a pandemic like I'm not like like hmm, I wonder when the big pandemic's gonna come (laughs) I mean to me that's the same as like I wonder when the asteroid's gonna hit um but it could have been an asteroid, you know, like 2020 could have been a, an asteroid hitting. And so the way that I was trying to phrase it was sort of with that amount of weight and gravity of like, we really don't have a precedent for how big the events that are likely to happen in 2020 are. So we really can only just talk about them in scale. Um, and the scale is massive. You know, the scale is transformative on uh, a financial, political, social, like infrastructural level, there's going to be extraordinary change that occurs. Um, wow. And we, the way that astrology works really is uh, this type of astrology, this predictive astrology, ironically is actually really be about kind of being a historian because you look to see what's happened in the past as information as to what the current planets are going to be doing in their new iteration in these modern circumstances and times. So Mm. in the past, you know, some of the main astrology that's happening right now, um, we haven't seen since the 1500s. And at that time, it was actually the Reformation, which feels very foreign and very distant. And it's kind of hard to put ourselves into that state of mind. But at that time, the Catholic Church was not just the religious sort of catch-all, but it was also tied into politics and power and hierarchy and structure. So mm-hmm. that fracture was like, changed everything. I mean, it changed the entire world. It changed the way that people held, had money and it changed like families and it changed society. So that mm-hmm. was the last time that we have like anything similar to what we have now. So it's, that's like a, I don't know, it's a pretty big act to follow. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, Jeez. <laughs> yeah. But what also is very interesting is that um, Saturn and Pluto formed a conjunction this year. That happens every 38 years. The last time that happened was in the beginning of the 80s, which was during the AIDS epidemic. Um, then prior to that, it was actually the be- it was like the polio outbreak. And then prior to that was the, the flu. 
So there is actually, now that we are sort of looking at it through pandemic eyes, we can see that Saturn and Pluto do seem to generate um, some sort of a widespread disease or illness that then needs to have a vaccine or, in, you know, AIDS does not have a vaccine, but, and that's a very important thing to remember, I think, um, mm -hmm. is that we, then there's, you know, it, we have to sort of solve for it in one way or the other. Mm. Ooh. Sorry, <laughs> you invited me on. I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, it's like impressive. It's just crazy. Like, I, I mean, frankly, I'm not sure, like, at what um, amount I believe in astrology. I still haven't figured, I mean, I'm young, and I'm sure we, as we all do, we all change in like what we believe in, how much we believe in um, throughout our, the years of our life. Um, but it's just so crazy to me that like even the possibility of something like the planets could predict um, things like this. So it's just like to me, it's just like mind boggling. Well, I feel like it's to me, I, I feel so divorced from the idea of even believing in it or not believing in it, because to me, it's really just um, cycles and it's just tracking time and cycles and the planets sort of come with their own archetypes and their own symbolism but we're not just creating narratives out of thin air or solar system air like the stories <laughs> that we're telling around these planets are stories based on things that have really happened and then we're using that to like find patterns through history and mm -hmm. I guess you know like when we look at I'm doing more like what's called mundane astrology, which is sort of a disservice to the name because it's actually talking, it's world event astrology. Um, when we're talking about that, it's, you know, it really is like you kind of need to go move through time. Like you need to know what years shit happened in. You need to know what was happening when things happen. There's the whole sociopolitical framework. And, you know, the last time that Saturn was in Aquarius as it is now was were the Rodney King riots in the early 1990s. And Saturn has literally not been in Aquarius since the Rodney King riots. And here we are today. So hmm. the patterns and the cycles are undeniable. Um, hmm. So it's to me, it's like not a believe or not believe because in terms the religiosity of it, there is no religiosity. You know, it's more of like every 29 years, there has to be uh, some sort of a reaction to what's going on in this capacity, at least here in the United States within this framework. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. Real quick, before we continue and get our personal readings, um, we are lucky enough to have a sponsor today. So please listen because I need to move back to LA and I need <laughs> money. So thanks, Purple. <laughs> Pause. Thank you so much, Purple, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. So technology has improved pretty much everything from like phones, cars, everything else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but now thanks to Purple, so has the mattress evolved because since like the invention of sleep, I feel like mattresses have been more or less the same. Yeah, same vibe. So... Same vibe, for sure. So the secret to purple is the purple grid. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape or sleeping style because we all sleep differently. Mm -hmm. um, they sent us like a little example of the grid and honestly, it's 
quite fun to play with. <laughs> but like, it definitely shows... Vibe. Yeah, new vibe. Yeah. yeah, new vibe. It's like shows you how firm it is in like some places like you, where you would need it, like your back. And then also how relaxed you can get for some places like your hips and shoulders. So that is very impressive. It's designed with over 2,800 open air channels and naturally temperature natural neutral gel. So you'll never sleep too hot or too cold. Uh, the purple mattress is soft where you want it, firm where you need it, comfortably cool all over. It is the mattress that does it all. Like, look at this. Like literally. <laughs> like, like literally. <laughs> you can count on resting easy night after night, year after year. Because, year after year. Yeah, because the ultra durable purple grid doesn't sink, doesn't lose shape. I've been pressing on it all week. Nothing. No change. Yeah, nothing. Um, and Purple is so confident in what they do that every Purple mattress comes with free shipping and returns and a free 100-night trial. So don't trust us. Trust your back, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> experience the next evolution of sleep. Go to purple.com slash dating and use code promo code dating. For a limited time, you'll get $150 off any purple mattress order of $1,500 or more, that's purple.com slash dating, promo code dating, for $150 off any mattress order of $1,500 or more. Terms apply, love. <laughs> Thanks, Purple. So, Elisa, since we last... Oh, since I last had you on my channel, everything you said was so true. Like, you said that I was going to... Uh, travel a lot at the beginning of 2020 which I did and then well actually I don't know if this is actually going to be true <laughs> because you said that I was going to have a, a lover yeah you're supposed to I remember 2020. <laughs> and like it's June and uh it's not happening Unless it's my cat. It's not your cat, Amy. Home. It's still not your cat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I do have like six more months to figure some shit out, but we'll see. Yeah, you're supposed to have. You're you did so, say it, the end. It's. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I'm gonna push back on you because let me hold on. <laughs> uh, let me get to. So June twenty fifth, twenty twenty, time of this recording. Yeah. Yeah, you were supposed to uh, get this wrapped up by in May. What? Have a lover yeah. by May? Yeah. Dang. I I don't have any that I can think of. <laughs> hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I, I would have to ask you. I thought. I thought you said by the end of 2020. Well, it's we're that's we're when I was gonna. Yeah, I mean, it's we're getting we're ha we're almost halfway done. I feel yeah. like <laughs> I feel like my astrology is still right, but obviously I did not expect that everybody would be social distancing and that there would be a very that's different true. way of interacting with the world. But you know I'm rolling through with some serious questions. Because I oh. also feel like maybe, like, is there a lover that is a is a, a secret lover that isn't Elisa? <laughs> okay, I went on one date, <laughs> but that's that's I don't 
like I mean there's no like love you know what I mean I don't know only for Jack oh please well now I'm nervous <laughs> that was gonna be a secret but thanks for <laughs> Damn. she really got me Jack <laughs> Well, I feel like, I mean, it's interesting because one of the cool things about astrology is that it does account for when people aren't 100% honest with you, right? Like, oh, God. It's, oh, my God. Yeah, there is, like, <laughs> one of the things that I learned in a, in a particular type of astrology that I was studying called horary astrology is basically, like, if certain things come up, it's like, well, that you don't have the right information like ask again <laughs> like or like cannot answer this question because like the it is not valid and that's something that like wow. astrologers kind of also have to know how when to uh, apply is like also just sort of challenging things too because you know one like let's say everybody is really just trying to be as honest as possible like maybe we mm. are working on different definitions of relationship or lover, you know, like so maybe we have to just kind of all redefine what we're talking about to make sure that we all are alluding to the same thing. But then two, like yeah. if you're not being honest with yourself, like that also <laughs> is going to throw off the timing. <laughs> no, that's like actually iconic that you just caught me doing that right now <laughs> i mean you i know you're a scorpio i know you're a triple scorpio mm. but you can't get past mm. a fucking astrologer so it just is what it wow. is <laughs> wow okay what secrets does jack have well i never um, have done jack's chart before so i don't know i don't have a frame of reference i see your chart now and i can tell you that i love that you guys are both new moon babies in water signs like that's really cool from ancient nice. history ago when we first were planning on recording in los angeles in person mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. i looked at your chart and i was like oh cool you're also a water sign born on a new moon um so i've basically what i'm trying to say is i've been waiting months to just say that <laughs> so i'm really happy <laughs> to finally say it now Congrats. So does that mean that we're like super compatible with each other? It does. It, it does mean that you guys are super compatible. It, it means that you guys might be, in fact, so compatible that it's hard for you guys to have perspective on one another. Um, that like you guys will be sort of, well, okay, this, uh, one of the ways that I like to sort of describe um, too compatible like overly compatible relationships is uh -oh. like let's say in if you guys are water signs but let's say you were fire mm -hmm. signs right one person mm -hmm. might be like let's light a match and then the other one would be like let's light the room on fire and then the last one would be like let's burn the whole thing down and nobody is saying like wait what the fuck are you guys doing why are we doing this for you guys it's water sign driven so it's emotional so it's like jack you saying like i have a bad feeling about this and amy being like oh well then i don't have my intuition is telling me there's a problem also and then jack is like okay well we can't continue because this is just this doesn't feel right and amy's like we're gonna cancel it and nobody Whoa. like checked the other one to be to basically be like wait but what about things that aren't just the emotional implications of it Mm. Damn. 
Damn. We do like sometimes rile each other up a little bit. Yeah, because <laughs> you guys like the the like the same element um, is really complementary. Like it understands mm. the vibe really well, but it doesn't offer mm. um, any pushback or it doesn't mm. really like you know create a sort of different perspective. So it just when you guys hype yourselves up, it's like you could get into this like such a such a hype a hype cloud of steam and fume and based on the emotions and the sensitivities and then not be able to sort of like talk your collect, like either one of you off of that ledge, you know? Hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel Mm -hmm. like we like, we definitely disagree sometimes, but it's usually because we agree about the same thing in the end, but we disagree about how to get there or like, yeah. Um, how we, deal with those emotions is different i think maybe yeah jack it's almost your birthday or it was just your birthday or no, what almost, day is it almost it's, it's june <laughs> my birthday is july 5th oh well what we have is um well mercury retrograde is on your is on your birthday right now it's yeah mercury is at the same degree right now as it will be as it as your son is on your birthday so Communication today is a very important thing. You know what? It's funny that you say that because I feel I've been like for the past mm, couple weeks been like really mm, like depressed and like not communicative and very shut off from the world Um, and even like my family. Um, But like as of literally yesterday, I feel like I have started to figure out how to communicate my thoughts or I like realize the weight of my thoughts more and that like I actually have something to say and that um I don't know like what I think like actually matters because I feel like sometimes I feel like what I say like doesn't actually mean anything a year from now or whatever um so I feel like I have been feeling some like strong communication um pulls recently (laughs) I it it tracks so okay so a little backstory on jack is he's been single for his whole life and he like desperately desperately wants a boyfriend (laughs) so so this is also like how you guys rile each other up with these narratives too (gasps) oh my god (laughs) these are his words you know that you say that all the time jack i know but maybe what eliza is saying is that i say it and then you you're like yeah you're right and then you bring it to the oh. next notch so i'm like oh my god that's not even enough and i bring it to the next notch and i'm like i mean i know that you haven't been single your whole life but you also say that similar things as well yeah about like nothing like lasts forever oh but that's just true well that you facts. keep telling me that i'm i'm trying to get you to date your cat and i'm just not <laughs> All, <laughs> no but i want to know who's jack gonna date and when Okay, I mean, I can predict a fucking pandemic before I could predict you two riling each other up with this. So first of all, part of this is for both of you guys to stop identifying as the the, in as a perpetual single like energy Mm. essence Mm -hmm. entity. Um, That is step one. That is like, you know, transcends astrology. 
because well, I'm going to write some shit down. I hope you don't mind. That's just therapy. <laughs> yes. Well, this I mean, it's this is sort of blend. This is my blend of astrology. My secret sauce is like using because, you know, I work with people all day long, hundreds and hundreds, thousands, I've read thousands of people's charts. And through this cool. empirical data, I have been able over my career to amass certain truths and see certain patterns one of the patterns is like you are what you say you are you know if you are mm -hmm. identifying as somebody who never can be in a relationship and is always single and is just you know has bad luck in love it's going to be really really challenging for anything to break through that because that mm. is a message that you're sending out in all dimensions you know and it's also mm -hmm. like a way you're marking your identity and identity is so important especially when we talk about relationships because identity is literally like you with a plus one it's like you your identity as it relates to an external identity so mm -hmm. if the identity that you're leading with is like i'm closed off and i'm always a single and i can't find anything real then there's going to be no way that um, that identity will be open to sort of another relation, like another relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but see, okay. I think the difference, like the main difference between Jack and I is I'm like, I listen to you saying that and I'm like, awesome. I don't want to date anyone again. <laughs> so that's, so I'm like, okay, keep doing what I'm doing. I am single forever, but Jack's a little different, I feel. Well, I, I, I think you're both right. I mean, I think, <laughs> like, I think I definitely, um, I wouldn't say I'm closed off like Amy. <laughs> Speaking of riling each other up, um, mm -hmm. I'm not closed off in that way. Like, I'm definitely very much a, um, I think more of an optimist when it comes to love and like a hundred percent. Um, I don't know. I, I, I maybe romanticize love a lot, but, um, but I do think that I hold myself back because I'm like, Oh, well it's never worked before. So it'll never work. Right. Um, but that's just like clearly not like things don't work until they do work. So I don't know. Yes. Yes, and who is Jack most compatible with? Well, Amy, as you all know, <laughs> astrology is so much more complex than just that. But, mm. I mean, I there's so many different pe types of people that one could be compatible with. Um, because astrology is not just based on one sign and one thing alone you know it's like this whole mm. 360 complicated wheel um so the you know there's different ways to look at it there's different ways to understand compatibility sometimes I like to think of compatibility as more reductive in a way of like what isn't good for you um mm. oh okay what isn't good for you Jack is yeah someone who's very secretive um, like shadowy relationships are really bad for you. Those are, in fact, probably 
the thing that you need to work really, really hard to make sure that it, this is actually applies to both of you guys. This is one of the commonalities of your charts is both of you guys have, you know, are very intense and energetically powerful people. So you can form relationships that have nothing to do with what's actually happening in the physical world at all and just have to do with like a passion or a spark or like a vibe. Mm -hmm. And even if yeah. that person is already in a relationship or they're like <gasps> literally across the world, uh -oh, it's like not this. <laughs> sorry. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, Amy knows what she's getting herself into. This we, we started doing this like a fucking year and a half ago where I came on and it was, she yeah. was like, oh my God, this is not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like not triggered at all. I'm like, you, yeah, yeah, you know, Jack is like having his head explode because it's too real. Um, <laughs> it is too real. I mean, it's the the real shit is that like when you are you can't just have a relationship exist on energy alone. You know, a relationship needs to also be boring and physical and and terrestrial and like you need to just go to the grocery store together and like do taxes together and have the joys of doing physical things too like having sex and like making food together and like those lovely things, but it needs to it, you need to have someone be physically present in the world in order for you to have a, a relationship that is fully encompassing. You can't just have a relationship based on vibes. Fuck, because wow. literally I ask this all the time to um, like Shan Booty, who's a sexologist, um, about like I am king of like if I don't feel a vibe on the first date, like – there's no, it's not happening, right? Um, but then that, like you're saying, closes me off to like even having the opportunity to ha have a physical person around to like explore that with. So yeah, and I'm sure that Chan also, in her in her different expertise, arrives at the exact same answer that I do, which is like mm -hmm. you you can't. That's not enough to be able to determine a relationship. Hmm. So what do you think, like? Is, is is time, like the amount of time you spend with someone, like that deciding factor? or Because there has to be some level of energy. Maybe not has to be, but there, I feel like likely is energy between people who are compatible, right? I think a better meter than energy is honesty. I think that um, mm. two people showing up as their most authentic selves – even though that's always a work in progress, and especially for you little bitty babies who have a ways to go before your Saturn return, like, you guys are doing the right things right now. Like, you're not making bad lifelong commitments that then you're going to have, you know, really solid midlife crises in, you know, the next Saturn cycle, right? You're exploring, you're taking your time, you're figuring out what works and what doesn't work. That's exactly where you guys need to be. That's what you need to be doing in your 20s. But... When it comes to, like, really being able to gauge whether somebody is worth investing in emotionally, energetically, sexually, all of those, it is actually about, like, how, how much can you show up as your truth? Even if that means that your truth kind of, like, changes because truth is flexible and malleable, too, like you know, as you learn new things, you're going to unlearn things. You might change your mind. Truth doesn't have to be stubbornness, but it's like mm -hmm. 
truth of like these are my expectations of what I want in a relationship. These are this is what I want in a career. This is how I, you know, these are these are the qualities about me that I'm proud of. These are the qualities about me that I want to change. You know, just like being really transparent of your experiences and I think when you show up because we can't control other people but if one shows up in if the relationship and in a date in some sort of a romantic context and brings their most authentic self it's also really it's like that's the meter of like you can feel if someone's bullshitting you know yeah but if you're bullshitting you can't expect the other person to be honest because it's you're not nobody is going to want to be honest to bullshit you know what I mean like that doesn't that's not going to work so in order to really confirm that the relationship is worthy it's like you be your most honest self if they're clearly not then that's not worth your time but if they're also trying in the same with the same effort that you are then that's worth exploring even if it's like not somebody that's physically your type or someone that like you you know, want to fuck in the bathroom. Like, it's like, just because it's not somebody who has like some sort of a, there's an infatuation, doesn't mean that an infatuation couldn't build through honesty also. Because like, Mm. truly, there's really nothing more intimate and more sexy than two people like exploring their trauma together, to me. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know a little bit more about like, what we can expect for the second half of this year not necessarily like in love lives but just lives in general because everything does seem so uncertain well i mean there's gonna the pandemic the covid19 story is a full 2020 story so Mm. this is not going away before uh is it a 2021 story okay um I'm not 100% sure yet. I really think that it's I don't I don't know. I don't I mm-hmm. think that we need I need to have a little bit more information about this next these next couple of weeks ahead before I mm-hmm. feel like I'm going to be able to really understand how this then begins to transform with new planetary arrangements of 2021 remember like we use this Gregorian calendar that says like we're in the year 2020 because it was 2020 years ago when Jesus died but like the planets don't use that same calendar so yeah they're not on the same cycle of time that we are so like for, for instance, like the Zodiac cycle doesn't even – starts in April. So – or at the end of March, you know, like the new Aries season is at the end of March, beginning of April. So that's actually like the new year astrologically if we were to like really be – wanted to put it into date context. Mm-hmm. So those timelines that we have of like a 2020 year or 2021 year is sort of like our human construction of time, but astrology time and – I would guess that virus time doesn't operate on the same schedule that that Gregorian time does. So I have to sort of, I think that what happens literally in the next two weeks from now, I think I'll know in two weeks (laughs) whether, how, what's going to happen in 2021. So come back in two weeks (laughs) and I'll let you know. (laughs) But what's like the next, what's the, 
what's 2020 have for us? Um, According to our charts. For you two? Yeah. Okay. Not even like necessarily together. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, reading charts is so weird right now because things that would be we would normally read for like opportunities, different opportunities are just coming in such different ways. Um, mm. So both of you guys, you know, you are your charts are so compatible, like your charts are actually really um, timed, have similar timing to them, um, which makes sense, which is why it's really good for you guys to like be partnered up in a business pursuit because um, of any kind or a creative pursuit because you're going to have things kind of come and you know you'll both have that same sort of experience together but that also means that like mm. the good and the bad are going to be sort of synchronized so if your mm. charts okay. did not have the same timing you know maybe some time that would be more introspective for you Amy Jack you're going to be like wheeling and dealing hustling signing contracts left and right and then can like sort of pull mopey Amy up but that's not how but both of your charts are going to be like killing it and then also like sad at the same time or very similar times wow. so so when is the next time we'll kill it <laughs> the next the next time that i think both of you are going to be feeling are going to be sort of like tapped in together vibing rolling is going to be like august september Oh, Amy, dude. you're going to lead us. You're going to lead the troops. You're going to it's going to come via your way first. And you're going to feel like you're going to be starting to get that momentum rolling. And mm -hmm. Jack, you're going to it's going to like the good vibes are going to come a little bit later for you. But we're just talking a few weeks, you know, like three weeks, four weeks, mm -hmm. nothing mm -hmm. major. Um, but it's August, September. And then I would say. October, you guys are going to be both like in the zone. Oh, in the good oh, zone. Good. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I saw you were I was say waiting for the. <laughs> of course, you both down. were. <laughs> oh, whoa. Um. Waiting for the bad zone. You guys are both in hell in October. <laughs> um, I have a question. Um, so I guess it's less relating to us specifically, but more so to like astrology for all right now but like what are your thoughts on things like co-star and um you know services that people go to to look for astrologists feedback versus like a in-person personal thing i mean there's like i well i started an astrology app seven years ago and i feel like I have a huge ego and a huge chip on my shoulder about it. So I can't be, I can't answer that question like a normal person. I have to answer that question like a Leo who is pissed off that the same venture capitalists that I've pitched to um, in 2014, like 2015, ended up investing in CoStar a, a year later. Uh. So oh. I have to be, yeah, I have to have, I have shade about it and I have, <laughs> I, I, I can't deny it. Right. Because yeah. it's just like, yeah. I, I'm not, it's the truth. I'm right. And I'm, I'm, this is not like an objective point of view. Objectively, I think that 
astrology is an amazing thing. I love astrology. I want everybody to enjoy it. And it's very egalitarian. I think that it's something that people should be able, no matter how much how many resources you have to either invest in like working with an astrologer 101 or like doing workshops or taking you know whatever like I I think that there should be a all of it should be free you know like access should be there people should be able to become self-educated in it I don't think that there should be barriers to entry so on my like philosophical core level I think that the more the merrier you know Mm -hmm. the more options there are the more people can be exposed the more people will be more just self-aware and conscious and hopefully empathetic to one another and to each other and to themselves because that's really also a huge part of the equation is kindness for yourself um I think that you know there's going if you're self-taught if you're exploring like co-star you know, one of like the, like, you know, consumer level apps or something like there's going to be a point where you reach a ceiling and you're like, okay, well, is this all that astrology is? And then that's when you have to consider how you're going to go further. And Mm -hmm. that is going to, you know, probably (laughs) hopefully take you off of those apps and into some more uh, in-depth conversations But, like, I have a community, for instance, called the Constellation Club, which is based on Discord, which is, like, like Slack. Um, And it's this chat room, and we have members from all around the world, and all of them are, you know, interested in astrology to various degrees. And it's $5 a month to join, so at the, like, lowest entry level. And I wanted to create that space so that people can have conversations um, and continue to learn and educate one another and teach each other and have community without it being something that you need to like be dropping lots of money in order to participate in. Um, so that's something really important to me that does not how have do to do with find my ego. That? It's how do they sign up? So you can you can find it on uh, my Instagram if you go to my link in bio <laughs> it's going to you know it's like this first or second link that I have on my link tree and then on my website um or if you love urls it's I'm I built it through patreon because patreon um is integrated with discord so you could go to patreon.com slash kelly and then that's based that's how you get in the constellation club and it's for everybody cool nice I want to be in it. Please join. It's the first tier, the $5 a month tier is called Astro Curious. And it really is just for like dipping your toes. You know, it's like it's an invitation of like if any of the stuff seems kind of cool or like you want um, like the most amazing people in the world from everywhere in the world to look at your chart, like drop your chart in and people will share their interpretations. I'm in Mm. there. Other people are in there. Other astrologers, some like, fucking amazing meme people are in there some fucking celebrities are in there it's like literally the place to be and the only there's no um exclusive fire fest vibe you know <laughs> it's just like egalitarian and lovely um, okay should we get into some advice yeah okay i will read the first one 
I'm technically an Aries, but was born on March 21st, so that makes me a cusp, which, Elisa, I know that you don't believe in cusps, but you'll tell us why. Um, I don't even feel like an Aries at all. Another person said I identify more with my moon and rising than my sun. What does this mean? So just like what we are talking about, how we are we use time in this Gregorian calendar way, um, sun sign horoscopes are kind of tricky because they rely on um, days but really like when we're tracking the sun it is more about the minute um, mm. there's going to be each sign has exactly 30 degrees in it and at one point you know the sun or any planet but in, when we're talking about sun sign astrology the sun goes which i know is not a planet in astronomy but we're talking about astrology um goes from it'll go it'll shift from pisces to aries you know it'll like move from one space to another but that doesn't mean that it's straddling both you know it's like it just it goes from one to the next um so it it goes down to the minute and we we need minutes and we need times in order to know somebody's birth chart especially if they're born on a day that a sun or the sun or any planet that's significant is is moving from one to another that's going to be different you know uh if that if that happens at 7 58 a.m 7 56 a.m they're going to be a pisces then eight o'clock they're going to be an aries do you identify more with like your moon and rising versus sun like as what what's the difference between the three of them because I don't really know. The sun is like your, well, in your case, you're you're like the same in all of them. So for you, <laughs> uh-huh. don't even worry about it. <laughs> the, okay. sun, the sun is like the way that you think about the way that you sort of take up space in a room. Think about like what the sun looks like in the sky. You know, it's like here. You know, it's like present. And it's sort of mm-hmm. the way that you um, – it's your ego it's the way that you want to be seen it's the way that you sort of um exude your energy out the rising is i like to think of the sun as like the car that you're driving and this is like especially people in la like really get this because people love like there's so much car posturing in los angeles so like the car that you're driving is your sun sign so you know, if you have, if you're you know, an Aries, like you're driving maybe like a race car. If you're a Pisces, you're driving like some like weird 70s like Volkswagen bug with like, you know, weird stickers on it or something, right? <laughs> it's like the way that you're sort of yeah. cruising, cruising. The rising mm-hmm. sign is what sign was coming up on the eastern horizon at your exact moment of birth. And that's like the road that you're driving on. That's the vantage that you see. That's like the eyes that you're using to see reality through. So your rising sign shows you sort of like how you even perceive the world around you. It doesn't have to do with your car. It doesn't have to do with the vessel that you're using to get around. It has to do with like, do I think I'm driving through like easy peasy? Like, you know, I know everybody. This is like my favorite town. It looks beautiful. Or is it really like a bumpy fucking road and it's I'm driving next to a cliff and I feel nervous and I feel like it's just a, you know, 
it's dangerous, you know, that's going to show you how you feel about your life. And then your moon in this driving metaphor is like who's operating the car. It's how you're feeling about the whole experience. It's how you're feeling being in your car and it's how you're feeling about the road that you're on. The moon is your emotions. So the moon shows you like the way that you're intuitively and in- internally sort of processing all of this other information that you're receiving. Hmm. Cool. Um, one of the other interesting advice questions that we had was, what are your thoughts on two of the same signs dating? Cute. <laughs> I've seen more Taurus Taurus couples than any other two signs. Um, oh. But cute. I love it. Okay. Yes. You don't think that like two cancers would just like cry and cry and cry? They could, <laughs> but it depends. Like, are they two cancers? Like, the, how that energy is being received internally is not going to be the same for both people necessarily. You know, one person mm-hmm. can be a cancer who is really in touch with their emotions and really enjoys sort of like their watery sensitivity and the other one has a ton of conflict around it and Mm. is denies it and blocks it or maybe feels it just in a different way so just because they're Mm. the same sun sign doesn't mean that they're having the same experience with that car you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah okay cool um Okay, we actually got a lot of, <clears throat> sorry, a lot of Gemini's over here. Um, so the that story of Gemini, a, there's so many of them. Well, is is there's not more Gemini's than the rest? Well, of Gemini's ones, are right? twins, so there's always with, uh, with, 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 with every Gemini <laughs> is two. Okay, <laughs> double. All right. So we got, I'm a Gemini, sad face. I think I'm pretty nice. But when I tell people that, they cringe. Help, why do Geminis have such a bad reputation? I know. And then another one is, why are Geminis the actual worst? I'm a Gemini, should I be worried? I'm a Gemini and truly don't know how to act. How can I balance work and fun? Oh my God. Why do we hate Geminis? I mean, it's so... So if if there was another sign, like... Only Gemini could get as much, like, shade and hate and still, like, submit a question with, like, a sad face. Like, Gemini are <laughs> such good sports. Like, they are – they think we should be so appreciative and grateful for their great sense of fucking humor and the fact that they don't take things so personally because otherwise I, – I mean, it would just be devastating. Like – for you as a cancer, Jack, like imagine if you got as much shade as Gemini do. Like you'd be like, astrology is evil. Like I never want yeah. to talk about it. Um, of course. Gemini are the first air sign. They're super curious. They want to learn. They want to discover. They want to explore. They don't want to commit to anything. And that's because they want to just like, they want to see what's out there, you know? So Gemini the twins have like the reputation of being sort of two-faced like you know dualistic that they are too different you know that they like can't i don't know you can't trust them both agree but you can it's just you have to kind of think of like 
it's imagine being so busy whenever when you're so busy and you're like oh I just wish somebody could I had another me so I could get this other thing done it's like that's what Gemini feels all the time forever Mm -hmm. you know they have something else that they need to be doing and they're trying their best to do what they can but like they're kind of in two places at once forevermore so it's not bad you just have to figure it out (laughs) yeah it just takes figuring out Eliza, thank you so much for coming on and reading us to filth (laughs) thank you guys i'm sorry that every time we do astrology it always has to be so real but (laughs) i feel like it's always in mercury retrograde as well i feel like we've had this yeah yes i don't know um see um, you're already becoming an astrologer that's the type of shit we track okay side hustle (laughs) um (laughs) aliza do you want to just like plug i know you have a book i know you have you write and things you want to just like shout out your thing yes i i do all the things so if you're interested in any of the things i would say that you could instagram is probably like the main source of where you could find all of it it's all can be traced back all roads lead back to mark zuckerberg so you can find me at eliza kelly a-l-i-z-a k-e-l-l-y eliza like a biza um <laughs> or if you're more formal you can go on eliza and link link out there cool. amazing okay thank you so much again Thanks for listening. I'm Amy Odman. I'm Jack Dodge, and this is Dating Straight. See you next Tuesday.